0: Shut
1: up, and sit, and sit down. down. Hello, and welcome back to Elite Rugby Banter. It's a podcast about rugby. It's in the title. Joining me, as always, is Alex in Cape Town. How are you? Hello, Adam. I'm very well. Thanks. How are you? I'm good. Were you at the game on Saturday? Uh, no. So oh, no. you didn't get Do- wet?
2: Yeah, too poor, and I like not having flu and pneumonia too much, unfortunately.
1: Fair enough. Uh, joining us, hopefully also without flu and pneumonia, it's Matt from George. How are you?
0: Oh, not too bad. Bit chilly, but yeah, not too bad.
1: That's good. And uh, I'm, I'm Adam from Johannesburg. Ben, he's not around, unfortunately. He has a family commitment, but uh, thankfully, coming to our rescue, it's also Ant uh, in Cape Town, and analyst. How's it going, Ant?
3: Yeah, very well, thanks. Good, Good Thank,
1: to Yeah, thanks Thanks for joining us. We always, we always appreciate your presence, uh, Mizzou. You drop everything to join us on this podcast, and we very thanks. much appreciate it.
3: That that that's implies that there's a lot going on elsewhere, but I'll take it <laughs> in.
1: Fair enough. Right, so today we're just going to be discussing a little, a little bit of news, and then just going through uh, the week's international as speedily, but as efficiently and diagnostically as possible. And then um, Super S- Rapier's back, guys. I must admit, I'm feeling all very excuse me, very meh about the whole thing. It's like, oh gosh, Mm. we've still got three more weeks before finals. I missed Football World Cup. It's a bit meh. So, look, that's uh a, Let's dive straight into it. I think starting off more with events off the field. and I'm just quoting a story coming from Sport24, which is quoting a story from the Sunday Times. Who says aggregated content is killing the news? Four more black <laughs> presenters slam super Sport an explosive letter. And I quote, It seems as if the Ashram Willems' saga will not disappear anytime soon, with no fear that four more Super Sport presenters lay a complaint of racism against against uh, management of the company. The Sunday Times has reported that the four, Cola Gina, uh, Gonda and Tuna, oh, gosh, I'm so terrible with them, Kobani Bobo, and Oren Kumani had a letter written on their behalf by MVMT MT attorneys. This week, Supersport announced the findings of an independent review into in infamous on-air studio walk-off on May 19, following a super-rag match between the Lions and the Brumbies. Um, let's see, in the latest developments, the four presenters have produced a list of grievances in their letter, including the fact that particular roles as analysts were reserved for non-white pundits. They also accused the pay channel of discrimination, alleged intimidation, and victimization and the lack of pay parity with white colleagues who are paid more than black con- contractors who they are believed are expected to do more work. Supersport Communications manager Clinton van der Berg confirmed the station had received the letter, so it exists, and that the matter is being investigated. But earlier this week, Williams, who wasn't happy with Supersport's findings from the investigation despite not taking part, indicated that he would take the company to the Equality Court. So, guys, it's uh, turning into a giant shit show over at Supersport. And look, uh, my comment is. Uh, yeah, let's find out what's going on. And if people and if uh, people aren't paid equally, yeah, that's a, a massive fuck up. So more to come, I think. So yeah, the plot thickens. Any further comments? Um, yeah. So my only,
2: so there, there are a couple of things I want to say. First thing is that I, I don't, I don't like that people are um, conflating this too much with with the Ashwin Valmisa saga, because yeah. they're touching on two different, well, obviously very highly related, but some, somewhat different points The first, obviously, Ashwin Velimsa Relates to, you know, behavior from Nas and Nick Mallet Quite specifically, so it's not really like Necessarily, I guess what you'd call Institutionalized racism It's more, you know, on a personal level Like an individual basis, he's felt um, Demeaned by those two Specifically, which is what caused him to Walk off the set um, And what we've now Come to notice through this letter um, is that there's actually bigger problems with Super Sport as a whole entity. So mm. I think they are obviously related, but I think they should be kind of separated in the minds of the people. Um, but the second thing with regards to this specific matter, because with Ashwin, I feel like there's nothing more to be said on it for the time being. We just have to wait and see mm. what happens at the Equality Court. Which, and I think it's it's good that he's going to the Equality Court because I do think that that will be the ultimate forum for him. But um, with this letter, look, I think it's it's just kind of a case of where there's smoke, there's fire. And, like, we have four highly respected pundits or professionals, and these guys are, like, they've got, you know, excellent reputations. I totally believe that they have something to say, and they wouldn't risk doing something like this if they didn't have very good reason for doing it. So, uh, obviously, I'm not going to draw any conclusions at this point. Like, we do need to have the whole thing traversed with both sides being heard. But it does certainly seem like something's rotten at, at Sport.
1: Yeah. that's uh, no, That' at all. And Matt, uh, you want you want to weigh in? Anything else further to add? Mm,
0: at this point, there's not really much further to add. I think Alex pretty much covered up, covered it really, very nicely there. Yeah. At this point, I don't think Thanks, it's man. worth adding anything more now.
1: Okay.
3: Yeah. Right.
1: So. No, Yes. All right. Well, look, let's, uh, let's move on. But thank you. Uh, thank you for that very uh, powerful summation, Alex. We appreciate your brevity and pith to use that word. I don't, um, know, about pre- I don't know about brevity. I feel
2: like
0: that took longer than it needed no, to. No, no. I don't think, think it was so very mature. pithy either. It's like, he's not going nicely. <laughs> okay, guys, right. Um, Adam, look, this thesaurus of the day that you've got there with uh, your toilet paper not working. Yeah, I, mean, I think true, you, need your, you need to get your money back.
3: I'll I'll work
0: on
1: it, but someone else who who might need to get his money back uh, for the looming Super AP Games is Israel Folau. He's facing a disciplinary hearing uh, this week after being cited for a ninth-minute incident in Ireland's 2016 win. I'm just reading from Sport24. One of three times Folau competed against Peter O. Mahoney, poor guy. In the air at Kekof, the incident was not detected by the on-field match officials and was not reviewed by the TMO. Folau was for the third instance after the Irish skipper landed heavily in the 31st minute and was ruled out for the remainder of the match with concussion. The society commissioner will uh, review footage of the match and decided that while Folau's Sindman incident did not warrant further action, the second kickoff incident that was not picked up by the match referee was worthy of a hearing. I think the biggest impact here, guys, is maybe the Waratahs' chances on Super OP. To say that he is the Waratahs' best player is kind of saying the sky is blue. So uh, I I, didn't, I, said I wasn't able to watch the game, so I hope you guys can illuminate me. But yeah, it uh, might be a span in the works of the Waratahs. If Falao gets suspended, let's see. Oh, uh, Michael Chaker, by the way, after the Irish did win that, he says uh, he took it, the, he took the step of inviting the referee and his assistants to the post-match press conference after Australia's <laughs> series-deciding loss to Ireland. The one of his coaches so bewildered by a series of, and I quote, contentious calls from Stuff, it went against his team in their loss. that he approached the referees' liaison officer to ask French whistleman Pascal. Gazere and TMO Benzke to explain themselves to the media. Cheka wanted to refer the inevitable questions about the performance to uh Gazier. Ga- uh, sorry, it's G A U Z come on uh, Alex, you're the name guy. Name police. Yep. G A U Z E R E. Gazeri. Uh gazier. I think Gozere gaz- something like right, But gazier. said the referees didn't want to take up the offer. I don't want to be the guy who looks like he's a moaner, because that's how it always ends up. Cheka said, Jeez, you know God. I mean Classic Checker. Oh. Yeah, and apparently, uh, across the ditch, Steve Hansen has fired a rocket at World Rugby, demanding they improve their leadership, listen to coaches, and move with the times. Hansen uh, speaking after they beat the French. Drunel says he could get a slap in the knuckles talking match, much, but by delivering a broadside at World Rugby, he hopes the sport will benefit from progressive change. He says it has got to the point where we have got to do something because it's starting to affect the game. And he is actually more referring to controversial decisions by officials uh, I think like the one French try in the third test I did see that highlight that was ridiculous and the French journey being screwed across the entire series uh, and as Hanson says we haven't really changed the way we ref we're still doing it the way we used to we're saying there is one guy controlling the game all the time and he is not because the TMO last night in Dunedin had a lot to say in it so uh, I wasn't quite sure but yeah uh, more referee frustration so
0: uh,
1: I imagine we'll discuss that Mm-hmm. You're going to say, Matt? Okay. You like, oh, no, were like, cool.
0: I just No, I'm just thinking now if it's maybe maybe worth going into the New Zealand game now as well while we bitch about the ref. but Because Hansen, Hansen's saying yeah the TMO had an influence or whatever. That, where the ref obstructed, um, what's his face? That young, that little. McKenzie. Mc, not, Mc, no, he didn't obstruct well, he, McKenzie. He, he we we ran. Oh, it's a Sorry, yeah. He, he, did a James, he did a James low for McKenzie. <laughs> yeah. Um, Um, the TMO actually I'm waiting for the news that the Chiefs have signed that uh, the ref lazy to be the new left winger (laughs) it's coming it's coming because I mean it goes Hansen's comment goes completely in the face of that because the TMO tried his best you know you know say hey have a look at that and the ref stood his ground and the ref said no I'm of the opinion that nothing happened there and the ref stood his ground and the ref ignored the TMO and that flies in the face of what Hansen saying. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Hansen was saying that the TMO is trying to get involved too much
3: in the sense that you know and once like the TMO isn't interjecting himself into the game more than he potentially should.
1: Right, and the last piece of news before and I think it'll lead us into the game, uh, it has been confirmed that Juan Vermeulen he will not be available for the rugby championship. He will be playing in Japan, making some money. So, Let's, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. You're still a bit, you're still a bit yeah. crackly, but I think we will uh, we will march on.
2: By the way, it's, it is Dwayne for me, but it's not
1: Dwan. Dwan, Dwayne. Okay, that, that's,
3: that's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, so, uh, guys, very disappointing test. Elton had a shocker. Uh, I think we warned, or we warned, or people warned everyone else. <laughs> Elton Yankees would have a shocker in the, in the wet in Cape Town. Daddy Cipriano thought was certainly the better. I know we discussed the matter on it, Johnny May was outstanding. David,
0: Danny, Cipriani and Elton didn't overlap much, did they? Time-wise on the field. Uh, what? They started. They started. Did Cippers start? Yeah, dude. I yeah. thought Cippers came on late. Sorry. The only thing I remember Sipper's doing was that kick-through. Yeah, that was class. No, he, was, he, was he, was, he
2: was good.
1: He was good. He was a good line kick. Yeah. And John, Johnny May was excellent. Uh, he, he's definitely the player of the yeah. series for the English. I think I think the English back three have been very, very good. And the forwards were better. I kind of felt like the, boc, the box didn't have the same amount of gears, having won the first two tests. I think the English wanted it a little bit more. But um, just, look, there's a lot to discuss. But just my biggest p- disappointment, I'll just name two. Jesse Creel, not knowing how to either draw and pass, or if the defender's mm-hmm. drifting to catch the guy on the outside, taking the gap. And two... A little bit sad that Andre Estherhausen didn't get the opportunity to bash it up a bit more or kick more. He's got a great boot. I really felt that uh, he was quite poor, and maybe not necessarily all his fault. So, a real pity. Also, our penalty count. So yeah, I'm, I'm going
3: to make it three. I was going to agree with your your wording there in that I don't think he was given the opportunity to play properly. I mean, he, they only started passing the ball to him to use crash ball in the second half, like which just seems a very strange. You know, if you pick a 110 kilogram inside centre, you should probably pass him and make him truck it up, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. seemed a strange way to utilize that asset. I mean, um, so, yeah. Yeah,
1: Alex, I mean, you literally, you went to practice. Uh, you had lots of photos of guys. This, the box were very mm. happy to meet you. Uh, they're like, holy shit, it's <laughs> Alex from uh, the Elite Bands of so Podcasts. And they, like, pulled you aside. But you said yes. Esther Hazen's literally bigger than, like, some of the props.
2: So, yeah, absolutely. Like, they were running some of the drills, and, like, Phil and I were pretty blown away by his size because at one point he was wearing a beanie, so you couldn't see who it was so clearly um and we thought he was with the forwards but no he's like he's a real monster of a human being um it was a shame i I really wanted him to just run over owen farrell He did once yeah i wanted it to happen like over like i wanted to run over him and then do that beep beep beep, reverse back over him
0: (laughs) and and then go
2: and then go forward again and then score a try that's i don't know i don't think that's too much to
1: ask yeah, and but in terms of the performance from your view, Alex, uh, just what disappointed you the most? It's been a while since we've been able to well, talk about a, a loss, <laughs> so we'd yeah. be, be nice and bitter about it. So, uh,
2: well, yeah, no, look, look, no, no bitterness actually. Like, I mean, we said last week um, how happy we were to have a sort of uh, gimme match against such good opposition, where we could kind of play the low risk rugby, um, and. So I'm not bitter about it. I mean, we spent most of the game sort of chuckling about the bad performances because there's obviously no consequences. The biggest disappointment um, is going to be... I'm going to cheat and say two guys. Um, The half-back combination, Fuff and Elton, I think were very disappointing for me because obviously the conditions weren't lending themselves to their skill set. But the whole reason why Ricey picked them, or at least part of the reason, was to see if they can step up and perform in in those sorts of conditions because you never know what you're going to be faced with if you're playing the All Blacks in Auckland, for example. Um, And, yeah, like, Elton, I wouldn't even say he disappointed. We all knew he was going to be bad um, in those conditions or whatever. Like, I think that was the the likely outcome. But Fuff, like, Fuff kind of fell apart a bit, didn't he? Like, he, he just kind of went back to where he was two or three years ago uh, the last time he played for the box, he didn't seem to have the same kind of control on his box kicking. His um, his passing was a bit more loopy. There was still, like, those he, d- he still does those one or two amazing things in the game that you just can't expect any other scrum off to do, like when he drove Nathan Hughes backwards from the back of that scrum. That was, that was pretty one of, my, yeah, that was one of my moments <laughs> that was of the his, match. Year.
1: It was good, eh?
0: That bounce.
1: Huh? Oh, yes. Um,
2: but yeah, so that, that disappointed me.
1: Uh, Matt, just, just from your end, um, well, where do you think no, the box think can, can be better? I think our next test is against England uh, at the end of your yeah, turn, uh, against Twic- uh, Twickenham.
0: I think, I think some regional club and some club in SA needs to sacrifice their water bill and just wet the field completely that we can spend, the box can spend three weeks practicing on a muddy field because I think yeah. It, we were beaten by the weather mostly, and, and that's... So, I mean, if we had better conditions, it would have been interesting to see, but yeah, you've got to learn to play in the shit conditions as well. But yeah, as you said as well, the forward dominance that we were enjoying so much for the first two weeks just wasn't there. And it's not like that's changed much. There weren't that many new forwards there either this week, and that it would have been a vastly different case.
1: Um, Ray I found his performance quite meh. Um, didn't read, didn't read. it's a, it's a sort of game where you really need your your front five to take the game by the scrap of the neck.
0: Uh, I mean, Chili boy didn't he didn't play better or worse than we expected. I mean, I think we all know he's he he's average. like fourth in the queue. <laughs> yeah, he's bang average. He's fourth in the queue for the Bach jersey at hooker. So, I mean, what were we expecting from fourth choice hooker? Nah. Fuck, if you were expecting a first choice game, then I think you're wearing a bit of rose tinted glasses. Nah, so, I, I mean, I think you've got to expect. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I think sorry. our lineouts went too bad. I think we only lost if one or two actually.
1: Yeah, I just think Rassi maybe missed a trick, uh, not giving Boggy another start. The guys barely had any rugby, and he was really getting into his work. And also, um, Alex, I know that you you're a massive fan of Scott Brits, uh, as am I. Mm. Uh, was there maybe was there any value to him coming on apart from like? Uh, you know, no,
2: sentimentality, sentimentality you like know. there was nothing...
1: Maybe in camp, in I could totally see value, for sure, uh, in yeah. terms of his experience, that sort of thing. But yeah, I, I don't know. It was a little bit of a strange one. Um, and Holland uh, War- sets up a try and then gives away two very dumb penalties I don't know. I found that very, very frustrating. After, I think he went at the side, like literally at the side. It couldn't have been more side on than, than he, if he had I tried. think he
3: was actually coming from the English side, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> actually, right. yeah.
1: yeah. And then um, it was, he was, it was miles in front of Faf when he took a kick as well. So, yeah. Uh, but, this was when he was moved to wing out of interest so once the Vili came on. And you just notice how how happy Vili was. Just like, oh, cool. Another catch. Yeah. I, I, I'd imagine Khalant would have learned from the
3: experience. Yeah, I mean, I think that, and that just ties into the whole thing of what they were trying to get out of the game. They were trying to test guys in these conditions. And Kalant stood up and said, I can catch 50 high balls in the wet, whereas Elton couldn't catch a pass from Pfaff in the wet. Um, but, yeah, so I think for the most part, Kalant, you know, did, did what he needed to do and showed that he actually, you know, he took the chance, I suppose, whereas potentially Chili Boy, Elton definitely not, uh, but you know, even Creel, you know, was up and down, he was quiet for large chunks. Yeah. But I think Halant was quite happy to say that you know I can do this. Um but yeah, it was interesting that yeah, you know, the shift to the wing affected his game so much you would have thought having played the first sixty he would have had you know been comfortable on the field and actually could have like you know kept himself being injected. And instead he kind of faded away a little bit and you know lost his lost his composure a bit with those two very silly penalties. Um
1: Yeah. So look I don't Does any just any further comments. About maybe what what was good uh, amongst so apart from uh, not be uh, not being a very exciting game any any positives you want to draw out of it
3: sure <laughs> i haven't even thought about it from that perspective um <laughs> i think for me the biggest positive is that you know it'll keep these relatively young guys grounded a little bit yeah. like you know everyone kind of knew the american test was a throwaway so no one you got too banged up about that loss but you know, this this squad was riding such a high after those first two come from behind, you know, super special occasions and stuff. And they, it, it's good in a way that they now actually realize, wait, hold on, it sucks to lose in a box jersey. And, like, that is an opportunity if you don't pitch up, which, you know, in, in my opinion, I think that was kind of the, the feeling going into the game is that, like, they saw it was r- rainy and there was going to be crap conditions. And they were like, you know, this is England's conditions. And I, I have a feeling, I mean, I certainly as a spectator was kind of like, well, you know, that's the game. Um, before the kickoff, even, and potentially that that fed into the players' minds a little bit. And they just it, it didn't feel like they pitched up quite the same way yesterday as they had in previous games. Mm. So hopefully, they take this loss and the pain of the loss and be like, you know what, we're not going to not pitch up again. That's not okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, something that uh, I enjoyed is just the impact that Steven Kitsoff again came off the bench. Uh, Matt, but <laughs> my, my worry is that he becomes this bench specialist, that his impact was so awesome off the bench that. People that really see his function as a starter, perhaps. That's a bit of an extreme suggestion, yeah. but uh, yeah, that, that's my only concern. But he is so effective against a. a
0: the problem is, uh, you or, know, do you How do you get? How do? You, how does he jump the queue past Beast? Is essentially what we're looking at. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so he's he's so what he's going to do is basically accept that he that until Beast says okay, I've had enough playing rugby, that. Off and realizes that he's going to he's going to be number seventeen for the rest of the rest of his career until B steps down or something happens, God forbid. But yeah, um, but I don't to know. be honest,
3: I think that's the worst thing. Though I think everyone's no, very appreciative of the impact that he makes, and you know, no, no one's. No, that's the like, thing.
0: I'm really not enjoying not what
3: a, a second string play. Everyone he knows that he's there to come on and change the game. You know, so God. if you view that substitute role as in a positive way as opposed to a negative way. It, it's not actually a bad thing. Like I can't remember who it was, but there's I've seen interviews with a couple of, of guys that are I suppose more traditional bench players. And they've said, you know, they view their impact. I think it was actually Roscoe Speckman in the sevens, you know, who mm-hmm. could be starting ahead of a couple of guys when Sonato was injured. And he was like, you know what, I don't my role is to come on the second half and win the game for the team. Yeah. and so if you if you view your role in that if you don't you might not get upset by it necessarily
0: no definitely i mean yeah there's definitely there's definite merit into being but like i was saying there's there's no real clear path for him to get to the one the a consistent one jersey um but yeah he, i mean he came on i still think that first scrum of theirs where they penalized us was actually sort of went the wrong way and it was actually I, a shove from yeah,
3: yeah I thought
0: God. he was going completely straight. I'd- he was going it's because yeah, England sort of held. They knew they were smart. They held back of it. So he sort of yeah. But anyway, <laughs> and could it I just want to, while we while I'm busy talking about that, Joe Marler had an excellent game. And yeah, I'm sorry about. I'm sorry to on 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 an essay podcast hype up the English, but yeah, no, 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 good. Joe, Marler, Joe Marler did had an excellent game. And yeah, it's a pity yeah. that he didn't Try that he wasn't. That. Yeah, go because for it.
2: Because I thought that um, as as good as Johnny May was, and he's un- undeniably he was good, I think he was quite easily the best English player of the series. I actually thought that the best, I thought the man of the match should have gone to um, Chris Robshaw, which is obviously uh, an unexpected emotion to feel, because I think he's complete and utter dog shit. But um, he was really good I thought he was really good yeah, he, did like, a lot he was of work really yesterday. effective in the turnovers And we were joking when we were watching We were joking about how the rain had brought everyone down to his level And he could finally kind of make <laughs> a bit of an impact <laughs> but, but no, seriously, like Robshaw was good I thought he, he, he Marla was good as well, like he said And I think he made the most of the opportunity With Marco Vulipola Art, out um, Toje, I thought, didn't play that well Launchbury was really good I thought Launchbury mm. made a big difference For the English mm
1: and their discipline um, was just so much better as well well that's the thing that's
2: a good yeah thank you for bringing that up Adam because I think that really is where the game was won and lost
3: yeah it was Six, I think, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah in terms of penalties, penalties and, yeah and but there was ridiculous because like pretty much every other stat I think up until maybe the last 50-20 minutes where we we really did fall apart a bit like territory 50-50 possession 50-50 even things like knock-ons 50-50 set pieces were pretty even meters kicked like you know, so many of the metrics were almost dead even across the board. And the only thing that was separating us at that point was that alternate missed his kicks on goal and Farrell had taken his and got on them. Um, we also didn't take all our, all our kickable penalties. But, you know, so at that, at that point I still f- actually felt, oh, you know, I still think we can win because our bench is stronger and they'll come on at the end and then we'll just mm. tip those metrics in our favor and a couple of tries will overcome Farrell's kicking contributions. Of course, it didn't go that way, but um, yeah, as you say, like the penalty count just kept mounting and mounting and mounting, and that really is what screwed us in the end.
1: Yeah, look, I think that's. Uh, this is any final comment, guys? We can maybe move on to uh, the injustice that was the France, France New Zealand game. Uh, not not much, too much of an injustice. I think New Zealand did deserve to win, but um, yeah, I just want to go just go to that one try. Uh, I, don't, I can't remember what the score was. But if you hadn't seen it, was, it was fourteen all. Sorry,
0: it was twelve that, and fourteen all at the time. Yeah, it was fourteen all at the oh, time. Oh, okay, okay. So happened. it was a
1: key moment again. It, this keeps this honestly keeps happening to uh,
0: France. I think the re- I think
1: the refereeing in their series has been absolutely shoddy. Uh, I don't want to use the word disgraceful, like the, some of the British managers say, but uh, uh, cheats, oh, cheats, yeah, cheats. cheats, cheats but. Uh, Ultimately, I can't remember who took the gap. Uh, it was McKenzie who took the yeah. gap. But uh, the one French player, I think it was the French 9, was yeah. impeded. Literally, yeah. the, re- the referee was standing in front of him, chest to chest. The guy could not get to McKenzie. So they pulled the it back. The referee moved with him. Yeah, with him. Yeah, he him, p- yeah. pushed into him, yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. The, ref- the referee. Look, I'm not saying it's the referee's fault. He's just trying to get the right position. But then the referee goes to the TMO. He has a look at it. And the, ref- the TMO, well, as I think you mentioned earlier, Matt. The, the TMO kind of just said, are you sure about that? Or something along like that line. And I know the referee said, no, I'm fine with that. And it was absolutely ludicrous call, uh, I must say. it's uh, So I, when Steve Hansen's busy blasting World Rugby, I completely agree. Because the red card ruined that match. There was the yellow card ruined that ruined the previous match when the All Blacks piled on, I think, 14 points or something of that nature. The French, mm-hmm. uh, I, I feel, I think the All Blacks have won the series 3-0 anyway, but they've been royally screwed as well. I think the spectators and TV audience have also been robbed of a competitive fixture. So, I mean, McKenzie, fantastic. Rani, fantastic. I see Jackson Hemipo, he got his debut. Uh, he's had a very strong Super Rugby season. Naholo got on there, and I mean, just All Black's depth is amazing, blah, blah, blah. But overall, the, the series has left a bit of a bitter taste in my mouth. I'm not going to remember the rugby. I'm just going to remember the, the shitty decisions. Yeah,
0: Maybe. exactly. Yeah. I'm, um, yeah. I'm curious, actually. I reckon if France had played, I or Australia. They must probably would have come away with at least one win. Yeah, maybe. Because they, I yeah. mean, they they looked good even in even this weekend. I mean, I saw the game. They looked good up until the last sort of 30 to 20 minutes, where they sort of I don't I don't know what changed, but then all of a sudden New Zealand did their New Zealand things and just ran through like three or four tries.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, the French did better in the Six Nations than England did, and you know, so and we had two very close games against England and then lost one. So yeah. if the French had come, yeah, it might have been a very, very different series than if they had come down last year. Yeah. Well, yeah maybe I'm we got like very lucky. We went England. <laughs> uh, we went France, England, not England France. we playing yeah. them both. <laughs> no, deafening, deafening, silence.
1: Uh, any, any further? No, so
2: I, I just, I'm no? finding it hard to, to talk about this. I like, I just, I'm, I'm quite bored with. With the France-New Zealand series. Yeah, I,
1: I really have nothing further mm-hmm. than that. I, I mean, uh, New Zealand did what they were expected to do. They used it as a runoff for some of their depth. Smashed them, and that's it. So, I don't know. Any, any further comments from that? No. No. All right. Oh, right, so then who, who watched the australia Ireland game? I unfortunately was not able to, but Ireland claiming a, was it a historic, a historic series victory? in I think in so. Aust- in, in Australia. Uh, no. So, so who, who, who actually watched the game?
0: I caught snippets of it. Uh,
1: yeah, I watched quite a lot of it. So uh, well, of it. what what did the Irish base their victory on?
2: Um, sure, it's a good question.
1: Um,
0: uh, from yeah, uh, I, 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 the for the cheap the cheap answer the cheap answer based on what the commentary team said, Island Island won based on inconsistent reffing. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that because. Well, okay, let's talk about the the, the last decision first. Oh,
0: uh, yeah, okay. The, yeah, the,
2: the very, very last, because that was essentially the game d- deciding decision where um, Ireland were defending right on their try line after the Hutu had gone, and mm. there was uh, a direct pass into touch from Australia with the suspicion of, I think, Stockdale having touched it. Yeah. And therefore being under suspicion of a deliberate knockdown. So this I think is because I wanted to bring this up earlier but I, I restrained myself for this moment. This I think was a, a almost a perfect use of the TMO. Not not perfect, but it was it indicated the way the TMO should be used. Yeah. Because the TMO simply gave the referee a factual finding. He reviewed the footage and said, I can't conclude that there was contact by the Irish player. Yeah. Um Actually, now that I think about it, maybe he went a little bit further. Maybe he recommended findings or whatever. But my point is that that's what the TMO is supposed to do. Just give a factual finding. Like, yes, he touched it. Yes, he knocked it on. Or no, he didn't do it. Yes, there was grounding. That's it. Leave the law up to the ref. Let the ref make the ruling based on what the, the actual
0: fact sanction, yeah.
2: Yeah, do you know what I mean? Mm. And that's the problem with like a lot of the TMO decisions that they'll like call in. They'll be like, yeah, there's grounding. or there was no grounding there for go back for a 5 meter scrum or therefore he was offside or blah 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 just say the player was in front of the kicker the ref has to do the rest do you know what I mean mm. so and also they are, so in this case in this particular instance there did not seem to be any contact from the Irish player so that ball a lot went of,
0: straight there was no yeah, sort of the so ball so would have changed.
2: checker can suck all he wants in the post-match conference <laughs> but there's absolutely nothing to it yeah
0: do Do you guys
1: think Ireland are the second best team in the world and your view the analyst. Sorry. It'd be, I mean, it'd be better if we had a soundboard, but yeah.
3: <laughs> what would the soundboard be for? Uh, I don't know.
1: We'd
3: hear beep beep, 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 boop, beep <laughs> robot noises. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think probably, yes, given they've got probably the most tactical team in the sense that they can control games the best. Does that mean that they will have the same kind of dominance as the All Blacks ever would? I don't think so, because I think Many more teams can go and you know can click and get a couple of tries past them, whereas the All Blacks will always score their you know five or six tries. Um, but I don't think they are significantly fa- f- like that far ahead of the chasing pack, um, as say the, you know the All Blacks are ahead of everyone else generally. Yeah,
2: I think that I think that uh, that's fair. They're, I think they're the, seg- the second best team in the world. Mm. Yeah. Jeez, yeah, I don't know why that was so hard for me to say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, can, I, can, I can claim this a little bit More of insight patriotism. just seeing from for what little bit of see, uh, like I've watched of Ireland over the last year, they remind me a lot of Joe White's uh, 2004 to 2007 box that uh, took us to World Cup glory. They just they pounce on opposition mistakes, uh, defensively very strong. Uh, they got a good kicker, a controlling fly half at Ten and Sexton, who uh, in fairness to Sexton, I think he's a little bit better than Butch James. But Butch was heat in 2007. <laughs> And I think we can agree, but they, and tactically they're very smart, strong forward pack. Uh, I think very, I wouldn't say their backline is all black like, but they are finishers. That uh, they, you know, create opportunities, and so I don't know. I just they remind me a lot of that. But the only thing is, if your defence is having a bad day, then they will collapse. So I think I very much think the game is based mostly around the defence. Uh, but hopefully I'm not doing them a disservice. Um, if, if that makes any sense. Mm. Well, I think that's. Not of yeah. yeah. Sounds... You,
2: you've had worse comparisons, Adam.
1: That's true. They also have like Im- immense try scoring props. Yeah, it's, it's Ty Furlong, right? Did I get that right? Yeah. Uh
2: um, I'd actually have no idea how to pronounce that one. You're gonna have to ask Chris
1: on, on the group.
0: Yeah. Um. What was I gonna say, Adam? Which Which of their players is most DDA like? I mean, this is your specialty, right here. <laughs> what, for Ireland. For, for <laughs> Ireland. Yeah.
1: Um, well, I don't. Aki didn't really play much. In the series, so that's a bit of a cheat. I'm going to go for Bundy Aki. Bundy.
0: Okay.
1: Bundy. Bundy. <laughs> because he's just uh, a power runner. I'd imagine he's got better hands than DDA. Most people have better hands than, than DDA. You so is Bundy Aki now officially DDA 3? No, no. I didn't, like. I I didn't make DDA that comparison like. myself. Um, <laughs> it's good. only when I make the comparison, you know, do I attach to the fabled label oh, okay. of DDA. Uh, re, uh, reproductive Tea, if that, if that makes sense.
2: Eddie says... <laughs> I think we need to move on from this. Yeah, sorry. I, I
0: think we're yeah, we getting favourite segment every week. Every week. <coughs> yeah, people, the who's the new yeah, DDA? Which, who's who, this week's most DDA-like player? Jesus. Adam, you don't need to go to a big, strong ball carrier as well. Someone who's given the worst kick can also deserve the no, DDA mantle. Oh, dude, I, I just got like the wor- The worst... The poor, the poorest choice of a grubber kick through is also. I just
1: got the flat flashback from from Ireland. I just want to quick a quick mention to Marika Korobesi, the world's most overrated wing. Surely he'd be better served being a flank, you know, with all the hustle and bustle.
0: It's oh. too late for him to reappropriate the flank, though.
1: Does he have the work ethic for that? I think he does. No, he's
0: been on the wing for how long? So I mean, he's obviously his ethics, but his work ethic so, I is not. He's just not but quick.
2: I I feel like I need to to stand up for Marika this week because I actually think his try was really good
1: I, I'm, I'm busy watching one. it now it, it, it was okay. it was really good like it was quite
2: hectic <laughs> an yeah. and Phil actually confronted me on this and, and asked me he demanded <laughs> to know whether or not we would be issuing an apology to Kourabiti Kar- you don't
0: need um, to apologise to him I mean well that's what I said that's one try exactly doesn't said. make a career
3: yeah, yeah. But we do like maybe, maybe we'd be a little harsh world, but I don't think often,
0: so. well yeah. uh, just, uh, I think
1: look let's move on um, to, I think, I don't know, the best, worst, worst, best team in the Southern Hemisphere, Argentina, they got pumped by Scotland. Like, mm. what? I'm so confused, guys. I don't, I just don't understand it,
3: you know. <laughs> last game under uh, your coach, you know, like outgoing coaches, you're not super stoic, but I can imagine you don't pitch up. Yeah. I mean, look look at us under Alistair, you see last year, you
0: know. Yeah, the writing was on the wall, and... Yeah, like
3: kind of, yeah. You know, it's difficult for the team to pitch up when they know their coach isn't going to be around. Like, mm-hmm. who, who was in charge of them this week? He was still in charge. He's only signing off.
0: off so he again, only gave off. notice essentially. Uh,
3: okay. Yeah, he gave notice to finish with the horrible, That's
2: horrible. Like, how do you?
3: Yeah, that's, so uh, that's say, surprising. But given how poor Scotland were against um, the USA, it's. Much worse.
0: <laughs> but did yeah. Scotland, uh, because everyone was saying Sco- uh, Scotland fielded a slightly weak, actually, slightly is a bit of a hyperbole for what everyone's been saying. Like it was like Scotland seaside against USA. And David, and David Hogg. And so Scotland C plus David Hogg. Yeah, so I mean, fuck. I mean, and now, what was the. I, I haven't had a look at this. 44 what was 15 15 Like, was the No, no, I, no the, I'm looking at the score, but I'm just uh, asking what was the Scottish, the Scottish team like this week? No idea. Is it a bit more close to the US guys or what? Uh,
1: one team that actually had a fantastic week in Japan. Uh, they pumped Georgia 28
0: 0. Mm. Kind of against what I was hoping for, but yeah. What? Why? I, no, I wanted, like I said, I wanted Japan to pump Italy 2 0 in the series and then Georgia to beat Japan and it moves them both up nicely up the rankings. All yeah. right.
1: And then what were the uh, other fixtures? Sorry, I don't have my super for you.
0: Um, Canada lost to the U.S. quite comfortably, 17-42. Uh-huh. Fiji lost to Tonga, in And I think that's it.
2: Yeah. yeah. Quite an upset victory for Tonga. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think they lose yeah. a lot more players to New Zealand. Um, not like through poaching or anything like that, but a lot of Tongans go to New Zealand at a young yeah, age.
0: Micro- yeah, migrant. Yeah.
2: And My Fiji, like country. they. I mean, not Fiji. Uh, yeah, sorry, Fiji. Uh, they like tend to hold on to their players a little bit better, as, as we've seen in the sevens. Yeah. Um, so that's quite a bit. I, I think I saw Namani Nandolo
1: got injured. Oh,
0: no. Oh, yeah. no, shit. Uh,
1: so that maybe played a role. Take an E from Nadella. <laughs> All of that. Yeah. one <laughs>
2: <Exactly. laughs>
0: out for a fallen homie.
1: Yeah, I Chris press,
2: press F to show your respects. Pay <laughs> <laughs> yes. your respects. Yeah. Um, um, all right, well. So can I I, 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 really, I know this is going to be hugely disruptive, um, and I do apologize. I zoned out when we were talking about it. Um, can we maybe spend a couple of minutes just discussing the Israel Folau yellow card? Because it's been no, quite sure. controversial.
0: Because mm-hmm. that's also what he's been cited for. Because his, cite, yeah. his citing was for doing the same thing that got him the yellow card. Yeah. That's yeah. what I understand.
2: Yeah. Just, um, yeah. I mean, the citing aside, because last week we obviously spent a bit of time talking about the full red card against New Zealand for France. Yeah, and like the comparisons being made. So, I just wanted to know what you guys thought about the Falal yellow card, if you've seen it, and if you think it was a correct decision or not. Uh,
0: I I, I think huh? I would say yellow was. I reckon i from. I don't know. I, I'm basically I don't know what I'm basing on, but I did see it, and I think yellow was a little. I think yellow was most probably the right call in the end. I think. Okay. And and did uh, you catch
3: I, it? I, I think i probably agree. I mean, there was contact in the air. The guy did land on his shoulder slash head. But then there was also a lift to person involved. So maybe that conflated a little bit and they lowered the threshold. Maybe they were just scared of ruining a game similarly to last week that they kept it a yellow, not a red. But I think mm-hmm. all the comments post last week and now particularly this week is just everyone just wants a lot more clarity around this issue. You know, we don't yeah. want to have to yeah. be discussing this every week saying, was that or was that not a red, yellow or a red or was the game yeah. and stuff? Will rugby need to take a very long look at this, this um, particular phase of play, and figure out how to deal with it? Yeah.
2: So I mean, the yeah I mean obviously you raise an excellent point, which is the clarity, because that's what the main thing that everyone's concerned about. It's one thing to have a not great law, it's something else to be completely unsure about how it's going to be applied. Um, but I think that's what made this particular case so interesting for me, because the referee, I can't remember who the referee was, but he actually. He he reviewed the footage quite thoroughly. He looked at it quite for quite a long time, and then he called Falao over and he said he said okay listen, your challenge in the air oh, was sorry.
1: fair. I've just seen it. Yeah, your challenge in the air was fair. He said that wasn't a problem,
2: but after the ball after you'd lost the challenge, you continued to make contact with the player because you see his arm kind of stays on. Mm. Um, who was it? Was it Carney? Can't remember who it was.
0: It's Oman, and, uh, Mahani or
2: Yeah, Oman. Okay. Oh, sorry. Of course, Peter Mahani. And and like after he lost out on the ball you can see he's even looking at the ball, which has gone past them both. So his eyes are on the ball, no longer in his area, and he still exerts not considerable but exerts force of some kind on kind uh, in the air and drags him down over the top of CJ Stander, who's lifting him. Now, a lot of people have said CJ Stander's is actually to blame because he's the single lifter that created such a sort of weak foundation for the jumper. And that any Classic contact. CJ. Yeah, any, and any contact in the air was always going to have this outcome. So, therefore, how can you penalize or yellow card a for, uh, foul? But the ref was pretty clear with him. You know, you could jump, and even if he hadn't, even if he'd still tip Mahani over like that, it would have been fine. That's what the ref was saying. I don't know if it's true. But because he continued to make contact and he didn't have to, once the ball was gone, that's what was yellow carded. So I think that actually, this particular decision actually gives a lot of clarity into the distinction mm-hmm. between what isn't isn't a fair contest, in the air, uh, unlike last decision, which was very crude.
1: Having having now seen it, it's totally yellow. Uh, just pretty much sums up
3: what you said. Totally yellow. What, dude, it was absolutely. I'll <laughs> not, not to get a totally ref. that
0: description. Oh, what what? Hashtag, the ref just throws up the hashtag fingers hashtag yellow it was
2: totes a yellow I'm seeing contact in the air yeah, totes, it, it, looked totes, like totes the, it looked
1: like he pushed them down into <laughs> the ground he tried sending him yeah. to a subterranean level so I don't know one. why he's shaking his head uh, in, in particular mm. I think it's a yellow um, so yeah, Flama, yeah. shut up Personally, yeah, I think it was. It was and, and Chica can shut up with him.
0: Yeah, so, I just wanna, I just wanna say, um uh, that Phila I had to spend ten minutes in the sin bin. Do you think that's what he calls his battle as well? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, I'm geez. really proud of myself. I came up with that at like 11 o'clock this morning and I've been waiting. <laughs> You've been on that were you
1: like Practicing sitting in front of the mirror?
0: Were you sitting in front of your oh.
1: stoop, like cradling your beer? The I, no,
0: 11, o'clock, so 11 o'clock, Adam, when it was a coffee. Oh, really? Jeez. I was drinking coffee. I was like, I wonder oh, if God. Allah calls his arsehole a symbol. <laughs>
2: I bet you got. I, I bet, I bet that I you, you got a crumpled s- a piece of paper somewhere with a list of ten things all crossed out, and right at the bottom underlined three times is Sinbin.
0: <laughs> so yeah, um, I, have, I haven't checked Twitter to check if someone else came up with the joke as well, but I'm just saying I did come up with that one on my own.
1: No, fair enough. Well, I'll give you. I'll, I'll let you claim it. Uh, <laughs> just uh, moving away from Folau's um can we? <laughs> just a very, very much returning, uh, just a final thought. Uh, I don't want to delve too deep into the spring box. Just overall, the series against England, what would you give uh, our team out of 10? And just one reason why. Before we have to talk about, unfortunately, super rugby and, and make some picks about it. I don't even know what the, what's going on. But um, uh, So uh, uh, let's start with you, Matt. Out of 10, uh, what would you give the box this the series? Oh, you? God, yeah. Ignoring Wales, Wales never happened.
0: Yeah, know, Look, I'm the. I never watched the Wales game, so I'm I'm, I'm unbiased like that. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> for winning the series, I reckon when I think they had a lot going against them about actually their their chances to win it. Um, and yeah, the shocking conditions playing a factor in the last game. I'd say I'd I'd be happy with like seven out of ten. All
3: right, so Ed. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, I'd be closer to go up till eight, but then take off half a mark or a mark for the, the poor effort in Cape Town, basically. But, yeah, similar reasons that, you know, we were a squad that were assembled last minute. No one knew each other, playing against a team that's been together for, I mean, basically since the start of Lancaster's days. So, you know, to pitch up and, and beat them in the first two games in the way that we did was, was pretty was pretty cool to see. Yeah. Um, the yeah, job. so I would say start off at an eight, an 8, but then drop them down to also probably about a 7 in the end. And, I
1: mean, sorry, addict.
3: Um
2: 6.6 6 recurring.
0: <laughs> the devil score. Oh,
2: God, yeah. why? Um,
0: well, they won why. two out of three.
2: I'll tell you why. Uh, not just because of that. <laughs> 7.5 7. for the first two games, because we started off poorly, but then recovered. So 7.5. For those games each, and then five out of ten for yesterday, so yeah.
1: twenty out of twenty out of thirty. Uh, I, I was I would have expected Ant to come up with a more numbery style answer, but uh, that's Sorry. fine. I was gonna I will just.
2: Go, it, it's a C, it's a C plus. I'll give you I'll give them a C plus. Uh, no is that
1: better? no no no, we're not doing that. I'll, I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna I'll just say uh, seven. Young team, blooded a lot of oaks. Uh, we're looking awesome from a transformation perspective, which uh, is, is important. I, think that, I don't think we should, we should ignore that. And more importantly, people sure. are stepping up. And this might sound like a very generalized comment. I, I kind of believe the fact been main captain has caused a bit of a sea change in, in terms of attitudes in South Africa. I think it's a very positive thing. And we're widening the fan base and showing that rugby is more inclusive. So I'm just very glad that Rossi's tackled that thing head on. And we've done well. Uh, apart from that awful, awful, awful third test in Cape Town. It, you know,
0: it was you know terrible. What's really nice of, You know, one, one positive from that loss in Cape Town is that it's tempered the Rassi-Foria a bit now, at least. Yeah, I think people mm. are having
1: a bit more uh, circumspection. Oh, God, but speaking of circumspection, guys, uh, Super Rugby. I mean, you know, I'm remember, just going to call you it... Remember I was going to <laughs> say it now.
0: I going to say it now. Both Friday games legitimately don't like the, look like they're going to be worth much to watch.
2: Yeah, so I think mm. the
0: first game's reds.
1: Well, guys, I, I look, I know I think this will likely be the last season that we have Super Rugby uh, broken up like this because 2019 it's going to run as one, and then 2020 mm, they're, going yeah. to, they're going to negotiate a new deal. So uh, the new deal. Is it raining? Is it raining in K-Town, bro? Uh,
2: not at the moment, no. Or are no you what? Yeah,
0: yeah. It sounds like a thunderstorm yeah, or not or, a thunderstorm, but yeah, or
2: you dairy a
1: cook- Cooking or is that the microwave with your uh, Willy's meal?
2: No, nothing. How do you? How dare you? Woody's meal on a Sunday. I've been cooking all afternoon. A...
1: Who cooks a Sunday dinner? You cook Sunday oh, lunch. Jesus,
2: and, and you do and nothing for dinner.
3: Sunday
1: Sunday yeah, I'm anyway. getting leftovers. Um, but um, anyway, I've got, I've got a, I've got a chicken stock
2: going on the stove for. Um, ah, you see, I for, knew it
1: for risotto
2: late, later in the week, and I've got a mac and <laughs> oh, cheese come out the oven. But no, you can't hear either of those because they've. I can't hear them, so I don't know what you're hearing. Maybe my microphone's messed up. Uh,
0: it's fine. It sounds like the sea more to me. So
2: it might just be traffic. Uh,
0: uh, could be.
1: Uh, could be. But yeah. It's also um, really... I must admit, I wish. i kind of wish Super happy wasn't back. In a sense, I don't know. I feel <sighs> completely underwhelmed by the whole thing. To be frank, I just want to get it over and done with. Yeah, yeah
2: it's
0: been a fucking long season. 13 yeah. weeks up until this. All point. right.
1: Well, look, then, guys, do we do, we, just, do we do we just want to push into our predictions um,
0: for Super yeah, Rugby? I've got the coin I've got the
1: coin yeah it's just um, it's an unfortunate task that needs to be done starting off in Auckland Eden Park Friday game Friday at works Friday at work Friday morning at work is becoming uh, again interesting I don't know about that
0: uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah so and doesn't have to play Monopoly now Friday morning
1: it's Blues It's (laughs) it's the Blues exactly it's the Blues versus the Reds I mean, I'm just gonna uh, the p- color derby. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Blues by seven. I, they have to win one eventually, surely, at home. That's the only mm-hmm. reason I have.
0: Uh, I'm not gonna go against you on that.
2: I don't know. I, it, they've been so bad, and like I feel like a lot of the Reds Wallabies are gonna come back kind of pumped up.
0: I um, mean, Wallabies have they got though?
2: Um Tanya Isaac Rodder, um, yeah. Lucan Tui
0: Isn't
2: uh, Tui hurt. Is he hurt? I thought he was okay. Know, he might be okay
0: um
2: Caleb uh you're not thinking of Caleb Timu. Timu, yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, Samu Karevi Timu. I have Timu isn't hurt. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it's just yeah. Blues, but
1: it's going to be narrow. I think
3: blues by three, maybe. All right. and Yeah, it's tough. because When the Reds have been good, they've been much better than the Blues have been. When the Blues, or you can't really say it, they've been good this year. But, I mean, at home after the break, ah, yeah, Blues by five ish.
1: And lastly,
0: Matthew? Yeah. I'm not going to say that I wasn't really going to go against you. But these guys have tempered me down from a 7 to a 5. Lose by 5.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. So I think we'll just go go with 5. Gosh, it's on uh, 5. Let's put that there. Rebels Ties. This is also on Friday. It's in... Where is this? Oh, it's in Melbourne.
2: Melbourne. Melbourne,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, um. Yeah, what, what do you happening. have? At the
2: Cocoon.
0: Yeah, at the cocoon Cocooners. I saw a picture of it the other day. It looked very cocoon-like. I can't remember what the picture was for. Um, who what was... It was... In or out? Oh, well, that's the thing. They haven't had the disciplinary hearing, and it's likely he's going to copper a, cop a week. But is Guinea... Guinea's injured, isn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah, on. he's, he's broken. On. He? Yeah, he's it's after. broken. It. Yeah, so there's, that's out. a big loss for the Rebels. The Rebels
2: are going to miss Guinea more than the Waratahs would miss They're going to miss fill out.
0: Fill out. yeah. Yeah. So I... So I would say, I mean, the rebels. Plus, I don't want the rebels to be to have a streak of streak of four wins, again. <laughs>
1: so, so, what's the actual pick?
0: Uh, Waratahs by psh, fuck eight.
1: Waratahs yeah. by eight. Uh, yeah, I'll back you. I'll back you there.
0: Cool. Agreed.
1: Yeah, I'll throw in. it in. Throw <laughs> it <fine> well. in. <laughs> fine <well>. fine <laughs> in. Everyone. <laughs> Um uh, yeah, this this, this is probably the hardest game I'd probably say pick of a week, personally speaking. Chiefs Highlanders, it's taking oh wait, this is taking place at Suva. in Fiji. F- Fiji. F-
2: Fiji. Yeah.
1: Mm. Um I think I am my own super bro, I pick the Highlanders. Just because they won more games, they're a bit more clinical <laughs> to use that word. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: um and, Swear word. Yeah, and, what do you what do you think's gonna happen here?
3: The Chiefs have usually played quite well in these um, Fijian games. So I would think generally probably pick Highlanders. But I think for this one, I'm going to go Chiefs. But I'm not feeling crazily confident. It's a tight one. So Chiefs by six. Hmm.
2: Uh, I think you guys might be forgetting that the last time Wasaki Naholo went back to Fiji, he... Recovered from a broken leg within like three days, so clearly it's like his version of soaking of Superman, like soaking in the sun. Um, his uncle's
0: med- medicinal muti herbs,
2: exactly. Like, and the Highlanders are all going to get a shot of that muti.
3: Are those different um, to your uncle's medicinal muti herbs, Matt? Um, yeah, a little so those have a little the opposite
0: different. effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna play a rugby game off after this. <laughs> no,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think uh, Wasak and is gonna score a
1: hat trick, and I think the Highlanders are gonna win by twelve. Cool. It makes me feel better that uh, you're backing me uh, at least. Um, twelve, I had Highlanders by well, like nine. What what'd you say, Matt? Sorry, quick brain, brain fart.
0: Um, shit. I kind of want. To... Uh, I think the Highlanders are gonna take it. Also, sorry, Ant. Um, yeah, somewhere between nine and twelve. Really, nine
1: and twelve. I'm just gonna put uh, nine there. Let me just also lock these picks. Uh, well, okay. Look, uh, next one's quite easy. Canes, Brumbies, and Canberra. This on Saturday morning. Um, uh, Ants, we want to get the ball rolling.
3: Is Aha. does anyone know if Barrett's still, still going to be concussed uh, not that it'll matter in the result uh, just be honest <laughs> <laughs>
1: not sure yeah I don't know not sure yeah Kane's okay, about 12 okay yeah good I agree yep. Good. Yep, yep. Good,
3: good enough, enough.
0: Like...
1: yeah let's move on let's <laughs> <laughs>
0: move yeah. on all around all around yeah it's just yeah, like
1: whatever okay. unanimous uh, Wolves <laughs> Wolves versus Bulls it, it says at the Singapore National Stadium uh, we'll see if that's true um, I'm, I'm going to back the Bulls here Ah, uh, I, I think that has something to prove. After, after, did, Adam. didn't they
0: lose? Plastic Adam. What didn't they lose last year in Singapore? The Bulls, likely, but, oh, I think yeah, so. but you backing the but you backing the Bulls, Adam. Oh,
1: mean... Well, you know what? <laughs> we bro, are the really? good good leaders can change their opinions and things. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I thought you said that wasn't
1: loud. What are you trying to say about yourself? That you that you're a bad leader? No, I'm a good leader. I I look at things objectively and I'm able to make objective decisions
2: yeah other than Bulls games where you default
0: to the Bulls what no no, bullshit I don't default I think you back the Bulls more than you than you haven't backed them but then when you don't back them it's very no but there's one or twice once or twice where he's not backed them and he's like yeah as a Joe Burger I can't back Pretoria and all that and it's just like this emotional deep dive and it's just like no man fuck off (laughs)
2: Uh, Alright, with the bulls,
0: Every other week his blood bleeds blue. Ah, oh, Jesus. And that's not because he's got a silver, <laughs> a silver <laughs> teaspoon. Uh,
1: so, uh, are you backing me on the bulls? Matt?
0: I, think, I think I'm think i going to return to form on this one. Classic, Matt. Yes? So, do you know what? I've actually backed the bulls a shitload and the sun sunwall, so this is a tough one for me, because you know I back out of these two? Well, I think we have about to find out. <laughs> I'm, because I'm pretty sure the Sun, at least two thirds of the Sunwolves team's coming from a, from a 28, 28 nothing win over Georgia. Mm. They're riding what, that momentum. Yeah. Well, they yeah, need to be rested. I, I don't know if they will. Yeah, they might get rested, It's also the problem. So I don't. Uh, let, I'm gonna back my boy Achis Neyman. and say so the Bulls by like twelve.
1: Yeah, I must admit, I'm a massive Achis Neyman fan now. I always liked him, but now I'm like I also love his picture uh, when they always no, do the he's team sheets when he put his hands so, and hips and he just like looks like this towering colossus, you know. He's such a
0: scoundrel. I'm sorry, he's such a scoundrel, and, and but yeah, I <laughs> him. mostly for that reason. Like if there's a fight, it's either because he's instigated it somehow or yeah,
3: yeah. Um, do you want to go next? And. I'm really upset that Matt ended up picking the Bulls because I was <laughs> hoping that he was going to be able to t- take my side and go 50-50 on this. Um, just because I'd really, really, really love the Sunwolves to win this. Um, but I think, yeah, they've they still got to be the outside chance against the Bulls, even at home. But I would so love them to win.
0: Uh, look, I pick, I do my Super Brew on the pod with my brain, not my heart. My home Super Brew is most probably going to be the Sunwolves when I get round to it on Thursday.
2: I'll go yeah, I'll go that? Sunwolves with you, Ant. Ooh. Okay, Adam you're happy yeah. to split that with me. We can do that. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go th-
0: I'll go this? there with you.
1: What is this revolution <laughs> shit here? I'm enjoying <laughs>
0: Time for the coin, guys. Time yeah, for the coin. Time for the coin. Bring, Bring the coin. out
1: the coin. Bring out the coin.
0: Okay, so what is it? Adam, home normally the B, right? Uh yes. Or Bitcoin. Yes. yes. Okay, so <laughs> Good news. Sunwolves.
1: Oh, oh
2: huge.
0: huge. Yes. Huge Resilables. call by cryptocurrency, huge call uh, by cryptocurrency. Ben,
1: if you're listening to this, I did everything I could to stop this madness, but um, fucking Ants just mails it in here. I blame you, Ants. Ants, you
0: know what? I appreciate your disruptive tendencies, and I apologize for not actually taking that role myself. Tendencies. To on for shoulders. God, and I
1: trusted you, Ants. Are we going to Wars by 5? it's <laughs> never getting invited
3: back. and <laughs> His analyst changed to anarchist very soon. <laughs> anarchist anarchist. Anarchist. <laughs> anarchist, that's brilliant.
1: and uh, So I'm making an making an anarchist. anarchist.
3: Anarchist, what? Wait, so who actually picked this? I, I just could say I feel like that name is doubly cursed now.
1: Uh, so Alex and Ant, uh, I blame you. Alright, fine. It's fine. Uh, Right, moving to South Africa, we have the Sharks versus the Lions, starting with our resident Sharks fan, uh, the Anarchists, 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 Anarchists. Anarchists. Anarchists, sorry, Uh, and uh, how do you think the Sharks are going to go at home, Uh, they got the
3: Lions? Does anyone know how the Sharks are going to go, week to week?
0: (laughs) Um, No, my pattern, I'm trying to look at the pattern, the pattern's seems fucked, yeah, the
2: so no. Sharks uh, sh- sh- at, at home, upon itself.
3: given that the Lions haven't been as majorly on form, but, uh, they got Marks and Whiteley back. Uh, it's very tough. Um, the Sharks maybe. had more spring box, so maybe maybe they'll have more to prove coming out of the camp. You know, Estes will feel like maybe he's got something to... Prove and Daniel Perez feels bleak that he was not on the bench instead of sure mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll, I'll go go Lions just because Whitey's back and he they play really well when he's there.
1: Jeez, okay. Um, I'm actually backing the Sharks. I just uh, okay.
0: yeah. They're, so the Sharks fans backing the Lions and the Lions fans backing
1: the Sharks. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm backing the Sharks. Sharks I just well, I think the players are going to be a bit g'd up from uh, the international series. They have uh, a bit to prove. And I just think the Lions, they aren't as clinical as they used to be, I think defensively as well. Uh, I, I do think they're a little bit vulnerable, mainly because I think the Sharks have a better pack. Uh, but look, Marks will be back, Whitely back. So it'll mm-hmm. be it'll be an interesting game. I just think the Sharks pack is a little bit better. So I'm just going to Sharks by five. Uh, Alex?
2: Um, sure, you guys have pretty much nailed down the analysis. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how do, you, how do how it, how it balances out. Um, I've. You know, you know. I know what Ben would say. Back ben your boys. Ben would
0: say, "Back your boys."
2: Back your boys.
0: Um, back
2: and boys. Malcolm Marks, Malcolm Marks is my boy. Malcolm Marks is back. He had a run up today for the Super Sport in the Super Sport Challenge, but I didn't actually watch it. But I'm assuming he made it through okay. Um, so I'm going to go Lions by three. Okay.
1: So uh, one, two, and then it's uh, time to Matt. The final vote.
0: Um I always want to say I think
2: Don't don't just be difficult and try and make <laughs> up for your for your last pick.
0: No, 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 no. I'd have gone with the sharks if Ant had gone for the sharks, you know, I'd given him the, the support there. But I think I'm I'm now freed up to be my own man because I don't have to now support Ant because he's gone for the, he did me a solid, so I don't need to do him a solid just yet. Um <laughs> Next time, and if, if you need a backup for a Sharks pick, I'll be I'm there next time. I'll keep it in my pocket. Keep it in your pocket. <laughs> um, Yeah, I reckon it's going to be a tough one. I think the Lions was probably are going to, as Alex says, by like three, they'll come out. Not by far. Mm. It'll be a tough one.
1: So wait, who'd you choose?
0: Lions by three,
1: sorry. Uh, so it's 3-1. Hey, got a shot at. I told you so, Ireland. We shall find out. So I'm going to pick the lines by. Uh, you said
3: three five. Is five okay with everyone?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh,
3: but that sounds more likely because if you make it by three, then it relies on a Yankees penalty to win it, and I just wouldn't back into that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Actually, true. Yeah, five seems
3: five, five seems. perfect. You get a try, and this is the conversion. Uh, it's much it's more likely. Or, or Robert Dupre
1: penalty to lose it,
0: Ooh. Which, which could happen.
1: All right, right. Last game, yeah, Robert, Robert,
0: to draw it.
1: the last game. Um, it's in Buenos Aires. Oh, Jesus, it's the Jaguaires who've won six in a row. Well, they, they've lost three in a row. It's Argentina. Yeah, they they've lost three. three in a row. <laughs> and they've, they've won six in a row. As the Jaguars, They play the Stormers uh, at home in Buenos Aires at the Velas Sardis, Sardis Field Stadium. I, I went with the Jags on my own. Put so Super Brew. I don't think the Stormers are a bit of a shambles. Uh, right
0: now, I would go with the Jags as well, just based on the fact that they're playing with the coach that they obviously care about now again.
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That and that emotional sort of tie to it, I think, will make a difference.
2: Whereas, whereas the Stormers are playing with Robbie Fleck. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: you, I just Uncle, felt the salt when you
2: said Uncle Rob. Uncle Rob. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah.
1: All right, okay, I'm going to say Jags by. You know, I'm going to give them a, a bit of a. They're gonna be amps just to be playing at home, proper home. Jaggs by twelve. How does that sound?
0: Ah, back at the back at the petri dish. I agree.
1: All right, and then let me just lock that, and then I can just do a very quick run through of our picks for the week. God, it's such an anti-carvex anticlimax. Super Rugby's back. I feel very meh about the whole thing. But 83% of the people have backed the Blues. Um, we 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 backed the Blues by five oh, this is interesting, 52% of people have backed the Rebels, while 48% of people have backed the Waratahs, we've backed the Tars by 8, uh, but, no, but that's because the
0: Re- like I said, the Rebels are running on a form of like 3 wins in a row
1: yeah, but then I think they're primed for a loss but if no, they, they win... are,
0: because they don't have Guinea,
1: so look at the table oh, if the no, Rebels Gen- win, Gen- they'll be top way. of the table guys, in Australia, and then my, my prediction right at the beginning of the season might come true mm-hmm. so... no,
0: they're not, they second yeah, no, they need to lose,
1: No, they need to win but, uh, yeah, 52.48. <laughs> then in Suva, it's the Highlanders. Chiefs, 83% of people think the Highlanders are going to win. We we bet the Highlanders by nine. In Canberra, at uh, Gio, <laughs> Gio Apple Stadium, Gio Stadium in Canberra, 7% of people think the Brabys are going to win. Uh, so that's quite optimistic, 93. Jeez. We hit the hurricane of <laughs> <in> 12.
0: We are those seven people, like, car, um, thingy. I'm uh, trying to think. No, is no, that so like... I was going to say, is that like Banks' like family? I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do have the greatest player in Super Bowl, and Ben's favorite player of all time, Tom Banks. So mm-hmm. we will see. Uh, the Sunwolves-Bulls gave 74% of people back the Bulls to win. We ended up choosing Jeez. the Sunwolves. Um, 20, that's quite, yeah, 25% of people. That's a
0: big Sunwolves Or
1: 2539 to be exact. Uh, back the Sunwolves. We will see what happens. And uh, the lions, seventy percent of people have backed the lions that beat the sharks. To be accurate, sixty-nine point six two. We had the sharks by five. And lastly, Jesus, no one has any hope in the stormers. It's eighty-six percent, jags, fourteen percent stormers. So uh, we've got the majority pick for most of these, apart from the uh, warthogs rebels game. Maybe maybe they'll shift during the week. Um, yeah. Wait, fans, did, fans, did, fans, did, Matt, did Matt pick the sharks?
0: No, I picked the Lions. lions
1: so it's three white, I picked the sharks. So i But what did what did we pick on the on the on Super group Lions. Oh,
2: okay. Sorry, I thought I thought you said Sharks by Five.
1: Oh sorry, no no, Lions by Five. Okay. It's okay, not okay, like cool. early in the sorry. season. And my uh, bad, my bad. yeah, that, that's gonna wrap it up. I think for this edition of Did Rappy Band. So we will be back the fantasy uh it returns. So we will be back with the fantasy episode this week I'm not quite sure when I think Monday or Tuesday we'll, we'll talk to the powers that be uh, and uh, thank you very much uh, just for filling in we appreciate appreciate your time apart from uh, throwing rolling a bit of a dice in
3: our Super Brew picks yeah, uh, no, yeah. always a pleasure to, to stick my head in so thanks for having me
1: no, no, well thank you thank you for joining us uh, Alex uh, I hope you enjoy your meal and I apologise for thank insulting you. your cooking
2: it's ok you're forgiven but thank you for having me
1: pleasure and I'll see you next week yeah uh, for the main one, and then actually Matt, um, who clearly sits on absolute zingers for hours on end to drop them on the show, Zinger Matt. Thanks, uh, thanks for thanks for being here. No worries. Uh, okay, that's it. No worries. That's it gonna no, do. No, look,
0: I'm not I'm, like I said. I've uh, I prepared that one since eleven o'clock. I haven't thought of anything else well, all it's day.
1: Going, it's going into the title <laughs> somehow. I'll, I'll see how I, can, how, I can, how I can how I can work it in. Um, yes, if you have been listening, thank you very much uh, for listening to Elite Rugby Banter. We will be back on Sunday uh, for our, uh, I guess, our next review episode. We're going to be writing our super brief picks into it. I think it makes it a little bit more efficient uh, since we cover a lot of the same ground. And there will be fantasy a couple more weeks left to go, ladies and gentlemen, in the fantasy rugby tournament. Uh, I don't know why I said that accent. But if you have been listening, thanks very so much for joining us. love the Bulls. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, we will be back. Uh, cheers.